0: Well, if you don't know who my name is, I am Jay. I'm um, probably the most emotional big guy you'll ever meet. (laughs) Uh, When Jesus enters the room, I definitely am. Um, But I'm so excited to be sharing this morning. Uh, Welcome online. I'm super excited. Uh, I'm going to be speaking from my favorite chapter in the Bible. And we're going to have a bit of a, in a sense, a Bible study today, but it's going to be a really good one. And uh, we're going to go through Romans chapter 8. And um, I mean, if, you've, if anyone's read Romans chapter 8, you know that it could be a book of the Bible on its own. It is so packed, and it is so amazing. And uh, as my nana would say, it's amazing. Happy wedding anniversary, 55 years. It's amazing. And um, the emphasis on this chapter in Romans 8 is the Holy Spirit. It centres around the Holy Spirit and our relationship with Him. He is the central person and theme uh, of this chapter, and I believe that as we start this year, uh, 2022, that this chapter is just filled with so much truth and so much for us to walk into the year. And um, I'm really excited for us to dive into it. Um, I don't know if um, you guys have had this happen to you. It's happened to me many times, but Um, You might be driving somewhere, especially in Road to Tuna, and um, someone beside you goes, do you smell that? And you didn't smell anything, but all of a sudden now you smell something because someone mentioned it. KFC. (laughs) Anyone else? Maybe you've uh, been in a car, you've been in a mall or something, and you hear someone go, I love this song. And you didn't. You could hear the song, but you weren't aware of it, and now suddenly you've got that song stuck in your head for the next three days. Anybody else? Um, What my goal this morning is, as we go through Romans chapter 8, there's actually a title in here which says, Walking in the Spirit. And um, that's probably why he's here. (laughs) And uh, and what I want us to do, what my goal for today is, that as we look at these scriptures, that something just becomes aware in our minds and our hearts of the Holy Spirit. That um, as we talk about it, we can't walk out of here without being aware of Him. And uh, I want us to walk out of here with a heightened awareness of the Holy Spirit. He's, he's just amazing. Um, the amazing thing about that is as well as we don't have to strive. Don't have to try really hard to be aware of the Holy Spirit. I remember... I was in uh, the USA and I was at a school of evangelism, and um, there was a speaker who uh, came up the front and stood at the pulpit, and he said, "Let's pray." And so he uh, he didn't pray, but everybody in the room started praying it. As you'd think, a room full of evangelists, it got loud. And um, so we were praying, we were declaring, man, I thought I was making heaven shake. (laughs) Like, I thought that I was saying the best prayer ever is probably a long-ass prayer. We all stopped. Then Eric Gilmore, the preacher, he simply stood there and he said, God, we adore you. God, we love you. There is nobody like you. And instantly the presence of God hit the room, and what just happened there happened there. Just the whole room started bawling their eyes out, and it was amazing. And there were two things that I was thinking. First, I was thinking, this is the best thing ever. This is amazing. Second thing, I was feeling angry, because I thought I just did the best prayer of my whole entire life. I thought I was shaking the, the gates of hell with my prayer and all sorts, and then he comes up here and says that, and then suddenly the whole room's crying. I was like, that's unfair. But there's no striving, just one bit of intimacy, one bit of adoration to become aware of the presence of God. And so um, I'm really excited to be talking about Romans 8. It's my favorite verse and uh, favorite chapter in the Bible. Being a Christian is all about a relational journey as well. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Thanks. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I just had this revelation. I've dealt with this life the last month or so that I'm unworthy that I'm useless to God and he just broke that off and so I'm just declaring right now that he calls you worthy not through who you are what you've done but because he calls you worthy he's chosen you he loves you so break off that lie right now in your life if that's you so you're 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 made worthy through the blood of Jesus amazing thank you Josh I um thank you so much for that Josh that was awesome um I heard a quote once, I don't know who it was by, but he said, if God's so big, then, then he shouldn't be that hard to find. <laughs> the thing is, if God is hard to find, then we must have our heart and our mind on something opposite to him. We must have our heart and mind on something opposite to him to have deadened what he has created in us to become aware of him. I'm going to say that again because that's like an Amen J. Preach it sort of a quote right there. If he is hard to find, we must have our heart and mind on something opposite to him to have deadened what he has created in us to become aware of him. There we go. Romans 8.14 uh, says this. If you turn to Romans 8, you can follow along with me. I'm reading from the NLT. It says this, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Uh, I think a lot of the time as Christians, we can put a real um, high thought on uh, maybe maybe, uh, only a few chosen people and the people in ministry can be led by God, but that is the complete opposite. Every single person who accepted Jesus as their Lord and Saviour can be led by God. If you're a child of God, you can be led by Him. It's actually it's in our God given nature to be led by Him. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I might be like, "Hey, I need to call this person." It just comes into my mind, so I flip them a call, and then at the end of the call, they might say something along the lines of, "You don't know how much I needed that," you know, or, or "You give someone a gift, and it's like." You don't know what I've been going through. Anyone else been in that sort of situation? That's because we've been led by God. In fact, um, on the way to church this morning, Kita and I were at the lights, and there was one of the guys who come up and wash your windows. And so I was like, he was, you know, he kind of gives the yes, no, yes, no. So I was like, yep, yep. And he came across, and I got my money ready. I put my window down. And he's like, Jay like, how do you know me? And he's like, oh, hey, man. Uh, and then he kind of pulled his pants a little bit down, and then he was like, I've got these big burns on me. And it was really, really horrible. He says, can you pray for me? I need healing. I don't know how he knows me. But he needed healing, and he saw, uh, he just asked for it. And so I got to pray for him for healing, and it was amazing. That was a God appointment right there. You know, I was led by God. I could have said, no, <laughs> I don't want you to wash my window, mate. But I said, Yes, yeah, sure. Look what happened. Come on. The guy could be healed right now. It was amazing. I couldn't check because the light went green and there were cars probably beeping at me. But that was a God given appointment. I was being led by the Spirit. We are all, as Christians, able to be led by the Spirit. It's in our God given nature. Jesus said this He said, My sheep will hear my voice. What that means is that there is a familiarity as a child of God to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He guides us, he leads us, he wants the best for us. And the beautiful thing is the the more that we learn to become aware of God on earth. Holy Spirit is God on earth. He's not just a God who's sitting on a throne in heaven watching us, hoping that we don't mess up, and he's cheering us on when we go, well. Wow. he is God on earth. He is with us. He is beside us. He's in us. Amazing. When we learn to become more aware of God on earth, the more normal walking in the Spirit becomes. It's our birthright and inheritance to walk with him. Oh, that's amazing. Romans 8.28 says this. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Very well-known verse here. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm a, I'm a decent cook. I love cooking, but when it comes to baking, I'm not that talented. But my wife, on the other hand, is amazing at it. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my job is just to eat the, eat the mixture and really annoy her in the process. Um, Who's baked cookies? I know Jaden Moore makes some mean cookies. Um, What do you need in cookies? You need flour. You need sugar. You need butter. If you don't have butter, it's a cracker. Um, You need, what else do you need? Chocolate chips? No raisins. Raisins are not meant to be in baking. In fact, raisins are just not meant to be. Just let's eat some grapes. It's better when they're grapes. Um, <laughs> some people put oats in them. There's another ingredient, vanilla essence. Has anybody tasted vanilla essence by itself? It's <laughs> disgusting. It's horrible. The funny thing is that when you add vanilla essence, though, it suddenly transforms the whole mixture. Suddenly it complements and enhances the flavor of the whole mixture and And most people in this room, online, has a bad ingredient in their life, including me. But if we allow God to work in our worlds, to move in our life, then he can take a bad ingredient, he uses all the mixture, and suddenly that bad ingredient turns into something that testifies the goodness and the grace of God. He decided he'll use every part of the recipe and the end result is that we will be more like Jesus. All things work together for good, yeah? Yeah, Romans 8.31 says this, another very popular verse. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? I find this verse so funny because so many people read this and go, no one's against me. It does not say that. Who knows that people can be against you? Uh, The enemy is against us. All it means, what he's saying here, is he's saying that God's the only voter. The other opinions don't matter. He's voted. He said that you matter. He says that you're fine. That's what matters. That's it. Praise God. Romans 8.32 says this. Since he did not spare, oh, this is amazing, even he did, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? How can a father, Father God, do something so extreme, something so extreme that he would send his one and only son to die a horrible death for every human how could a god that so extreme then not care about small details of our life uh so many times i've 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 said can i pray for you in in the time of ministry or something like that and and some people have responded to me over the years no someone else needs a miracle more than me do you think you're tiring god out he's the god of the universe do you think that God would go so extreme to sending his one and only son to die a horrible death for you and not think that these small details over here matters to him? He cares about every little detail in your world, he cares about every detail in our worlds. That's amazing. He's a personal, loving God who does the extreme over here, which means he cares about you here. Every little detail. Romans 8, you guys all good? You're following? Eight, Romans 8, and 28 says this. We've read 28, but it says this. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. In some of the translations, instead of pleads, it says the Spirit intercedes. Then it says in twenty-eight, and we know that God causes everything to work together for good for uh, the uh, work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Then, in verse thirty-four, we see this. It says. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the right place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Again, in some translations it says interceding for us. Here's some good news for us all today. Both of those scriptures say that the Spirit and Jesus are interceding on behalf of us. What intercession means is to stand in the shoes of someone and pray on behalf of them as if their issues were your own. And so God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus stands in the shoes of us, you, and he prays on behalf of you as if your issues were theirs. That's amazing. Holy Spirit and Jesus stand in your shoes. pray on behalf of you to Father God as if your issues were theirs. That's a good, good, good God. Romans 8:38 to 39 says this. and i am convinced that nothing can separate us from god's love <clears throat> neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither our fears for tomorrow nor our worries about uh, today nor our worries about tomorrow not even the powers of hell can separate us from god's love no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There is a a seamless connection between you and the love of God. There is a seamless connection between you and the love. We can't escape it. The problem is is that so many of us live aware of things opposite to him and we lose the God-given awareness and sensitivity of his love for us. It doesn't mean his love change. It doesn't change. You can't, you can't run away from his love. It just means that we live unaware of it. We live without a conscience of it. First Corinthians 2 says that God's truth, his promises and his deep secrets can only be heard by walking with the Spirit. Man, it's important to walk with the Spirit. They can only be heard when we have an awareness with God. A couple of years back, I heard um, Bill Johnson um, preach a message. might have been in Auckland. And, and he was talking about, um, about Romans 8.38 and 1 Corinthians 3. And they both mention the same thing. Um, we just read uh, 8.38 earlier. It says, they both say neither present or things to come. What's missing in that? You can answer that. The past. The past past is missing in that. The reason why it's missing is because he bought it. God bought your past. It's not yours. The present is yours. The future is yours. But the past is not yours. And so if we don't become aware of God on earth and revisit the past, if we don't become aware of Holy Spirit and then we revisit the past, all we're doing is empowering a lie. And when we empower a lie, we empower the liar. Come on, your past isn't your own anymore. That's good news. The past is a reason for triumph, for victory. It is a reason for redemption and testimony because of the blood of Jesus. The cookie. Come on, God works all things together for good. That vanilla essence tasted nasty. But when he mixes it in, it becomes a story of redemption, a testimony of God. Imagine if every Christian lived in a full awareness of the Spirit like this. Whoa. What would the world be like? Maybe the the impossible will start to look possible. Maybe shame and guilt will drop off people's lives. Maybe families will be reconciled. Maybe miracles and salvations will be taking place wherever we go. Maybe God appointments will be happening all the time. Like this guy in the, who was washing my car. Maybe everyone will walk with an attitude of, I was meant for more than this. And we pursue everything God has for us. Walking in the Spirit this year looks like being aware of Him aware of God on earth and being aware of the redemptive work of Jesus. Paul says in Galatians that when we walk with the Spirit, we will will receive these things. You know it. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then he says this after. He says against such things are no law. What I believe he's saying here is is that uh, this is above what's right and wrong. It's it's above what's right and wrong. It's the nature and the character of God. The nature and character of God that he has implanted into us. So when we walk with the Spirit, we can see these fruits in our lives. How many people set New Year's resolutions and, and there's things like, I want to be more joyful this year. And I want to love people better this year. And um, I want to practice peace more. And we have these New Year's resolutions and we work really hard at them. But in reality, they're not your fruit anyway. They're God's fruit. It's His nature. So when we walk with the Spirit, then naturally those fruits should start to follow. Our job becomes not trying to make these things happen, but trying to let God happen in us. And we don't even need to try to do that. We just invite him in. If we let Holy Spirit lead and empower us, guess what he'll do? He'll lead and empower us. It's not for a chosen few. It's not if you do this, this, and this, and this. It's not if I get this part of my life sorted. If you just say, God, would you lead me? Would you empower me? You'll do it. We're called to walk in the Spirit. How hey, I'd love everyone to stand with me. i love to pray for us. Holy Spirit's here. I've never imparted awareness into... I've never done that, but... I'd love to pray for an impartation of awareness of the Holy Spirit because we live our best life when we're aware of Him. Man, He's so in love with every single person. He wants to journey with us. God, we just become aware of you right now. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you begin to encounter people in the room, online at Tuico. God, I pray that right now you impart a brand new awareness of your spirit in every single person. That every single day we walk being aware of you. that when we're having a good, fun time, we're aware of you. When we're in the lowest of low, we're aware of you. God, I thank you for what you did on the cross, for the redemptive work of Jesus. And God, I pray if there's any guilt, any shame, maybe there's some nasty ingredients in here. God, I just pray for revelation That you love them. That you've got a plan for them. God, that you work all things together for good. God, I thank you that you're interceding on behalf of us. That you stand in the shoes of us and you pray on behalf of us as if our issues were yours. That is such a good, good Father. It's a good God. God, I thank you for that. I pray for a revelation of that. God, as we continue in 2022, I pray that every single day we are aware of you. That we're aware of your presence. Moments for us this year. You've got encounters for us this year. I just pray that we can pursue you. We love you, Jesus. We adore you, God. Pray that you move in this place. Jesus name.